0: Like, it's on you to succeed, not on somebody else. And until you take the the accountability and responsibility,
1: it's not going to happen. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right. So, you made it here. I'm excited to have a new guest, Sal Stefano. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to see Uh, you, man. You made it out to the pad in Solana Beach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. It was a nice drive, dude. Left around, I don't know, 11 out here four or five in the morning yeah yeah and that time if you try to get a hotel a lot of them are like you gotta wait till like check-in sure the next day. So, sure and so oh. i thought to my girl before coming out but you know she didn't call hey you come from arizona right
1: yeah but you
0: know we got a place last minute
1: and, yeah like, got taken care of that's so cool well this is our first traveled guest to be on the podcast so super stoked if you haven't been on this podcast this has moved entrepreneur evolved uh with Sal. Sal does um appointment setting um, and acquisition in business and we'll dive a little bit into that Uh, but I was going to tell you a funny story so earlier you asked me you're like oh are are you clumsy or something like that remember you said (laughs) that and so I had traveled to Japan and I was with my really good friend and it was uh, it was our birthday and we wanted to do a a story around um, all the samurai stuff that you'd go around you know and I get off the plane in the first couple days I'm running into everything like I'm smashing things, I'm hitting things, I'm literally the clumsiest, clumsiest that I've ever been. Clumsiest. And I find, I find out that jet lag, really bad jet lag, will make you very clumsy and run into everything. Dude, I mean. <clears throat> now I didn't travel, so right now it doesn't count. But anyways, <laughs> earlier you were telling me that story, so. Uh, I thought that was that was pretty funny. So that's a good excuse next time you do something dumb. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's let's jump back a little bit. Nobody just gets into uh, you know acquisition and having the skills to be able to uh, acquire a portion of a company and then be able to say, look, let's take it to somewhere else. It always starts somewhere else, right? And I always—I've started this podcast lately with just how did begin because I think that that's part of what that uh, that evolution is. So, where when did it? St- sound like a, it's like religious, right? <laughs> when did it start for you?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, for me, my uh, you know, I grew up, um, let's say, in an entrepreneurial home. My dad, you know, he uh, you know, ran a couple of businesses, you know, restaurants, construction companies, trades, things like that. Um, you know, they supported five kids, so, you know, he did okay with it. You know, he ran, you know, seven-figure businesses. But at the end of the day, you know, he was uh, just never really, like, happy, you know. He was always, like, kind of chasing money, uh, working his ass
1: off all the time. And, ooh, can I say that on here? God, I not it. <laughs> <laughs> might be a couple more. Someone lines, asked me you know. the day, like, oh, I mean, can we cuss? And I was like, well... Everything's in context, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> go,
0: go ahead. <laughs> all right. So, you know, long story short, man, he just was never really happy. And, um, you know, so, you know, long story short, man, my dad, um, he ended up uh, breaking his neck in a car accident. We were in together when I was about, like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And so I ended up, like, dropping out of school. I was working, like, two, three jobs, you know. And so for me, you know, this all started when I was just trying to make money for my family, you know, just to survive, dude. At one point, man, we were, you know, she lived like a $300 a month, like, you know, moldy act, moldy trailer, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like five of us in there, my little brother, sister, mom, dad, and, you know, my mom, she was like always taking care of my dad because he could hardly take care of himself, and so she was always getting, like, fired from jobs or taking care of him, and so, you know, my little brother and sister, they were still in school, and uh, so it got to the point where, you know, man, I'm just like, you know, uh, the little time I had in between the jobs, I... Uh, you know, started like looking into like you know how to make money online. This was like in the early, I don't know, two
1: thousands, right? So, Would you say close, like two thousand and one, two thousand and I mean, well, those those <sighs> those five years of like, really, it was like nineteen to two thousand and four were like. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. so like back then,
0: like everything if you went on Google, right? Yeah. Or back then it wasn't even really Google, man. It was more like Hotbot yeah, um, and Yahoo, Yahoo Alta Vista. Yeah. yeah like, all these different things. Nobody was yeah. really the king yet, you know? Yeah. And then were like they're also clunky and shit, like the sure. interfaces. Well, anyways, man, that's ADHD kicking on the <laughs> But anyway, so like it's just like man, I haven't talked about this forever, so it's like all these memories are like just coming to my brain right yeah. now, like how this all started. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you just get caught Those in the day to day.
1: Yeah. 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 Tell me, so tell me more about yeah, that. Yeah. So, you
0: know, I think I created my dad, a website for my dad's fencing company. Like, that's what, like, was, like, how really, really started. I think that was, like, in the late 90s, maybe, like, 2000. It was, uh, like, right before, I don't know, 9-11, dude. And um, so I created, a, a website for him. And I ended up doing, like, a fencing calculator on there for him. But, you know, long story short, that's kind of, like, you know, how, like the internet stuff started. And so after... uh you know, the car accident, all that stuff, start working on these jobs. I started looking, like, you know, how to make money online. And so, like, back then, dude, everything was, like, all scammy and stuff. Like, none of it was really real. Like, you know, you have, like, the surveys and the free iPads and all that crap. And um, so, long story short, man, I tried a bunch of different stuff, but also, you know, I was in the old threads, like, Warrior uh, Forum, Wicked Fire, uh, digital point like the old school like forms before it all started you know like that was before like Russell Brunson and Cl- you know Click way Funnels, like that, back when he was doing his original stuff yeah. was like Potato Cannons I think that was, yeah. uh, Frank Kern like he was like uh-huh. all the rage back then and yep. he's still around but you know I man he's like kind of like a legend you know yeah, like, yeah. You know, like he's just whatever but so
1: it was like you know way back in the day and so, you know, I try these Well, things. these guys that you're talking about, just to kind of break the code, and I'm trying to figure this out too. So I, I got a camera here. We've got a camera here. I've got this one here. And <laughs> every, when I look over here, it makes sense, but maybe I this, so, and I don't know if you wanna just like stare at the side of my head. Yeah, so. look here, yeah. yeah all right, <laughs> so um, pull, pulling that back, I think uh, what you're talking about, just to put some context for people that haven't, you know, been in that area, was basically what was happening was that there was a set of people that were exploring where there was information on the internet. And there was then the next level of people that were exploiting that, which is like a spam or or you know people doing uh, you know, basically just trying to rip you off, right? There was that whole black hat, black market, right? But the guys like Frank Kern and um, not Russell Brunson, but really it was it was a lot of like Frank Kern. Um, oh, just a bunch of random dudes, like yeah, you know, some and, other WSOs, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, would <laughs> always followed him, so he he pulls up quickly. But um, really, they started figuring out how to market online with some form of ethics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically. Right? And so what has The launch of the info products, man, what it really was. Yeah. It's like before they are what they are today. Yeah. And before, it's like before digital marketing was like a cool thing to do. Because like today it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, I always say like starting agency now has like become like a stockbroker of the 90s. Correct. Because the cool thing is the money. But they don't realize. People don't realize like how much work it is really running a business, man. It's like, but now with all the information out there, it's like, you know, hey, you know, buy this course and you know make uh, twenty thousand dollars a month in the next thirty days and shit like that. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And when we started, like, no, you know, it wasn't like that, man. Anything like that was, like, number one, like, complete scam. I mean,
1: still that stuff is... Well, it was small. actually back rooms, right? Because, like, you would go to the conferences, right? And then you would basically just... Hopefully, you met someone that you learned one little thing. And that's pretty still... Com- I mean, that's still common, I would say. Yeah, the crazy part, dude, I didn't start to conferences
0: until, like, a few years ago. And ever since I have, dude, it's, like, anytime I go there, man, I make, like, 10, 20 full of that
1: Like, what it costs, like, just some, like, new relationships. We met in... Boston? Was it Boston or Chicago? Oh, um, no. We met over Chicago. Chicago. Chicago yeah. 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 We were at a conference in Chicago. And I guess that during right now, as this thing films, the pandemic is still going on. Actually, it's pouring rain outside. But I think that, um, I mean, look at, you're here, right? Here, so it's yeah, like, I, I think this is a good point to kind of chat about this is like... Uh, I think when you meet someone, you, you carry on the, the way that that relationship started. Somebody taught me that a long time ago. And so if you meet someone in person, then you, you're probably going to want to meet again because you have, you created that relationship during that, that yeah, way, that right? Makes sense. But when you meet people online, it, I think it's kind of weird. Hey, you want to go out, <laughs> and go have <out> dinner? <laughs> You know, it's like, Wait a minute, what do you want from me? We only talk online. So there's this entry of relationship Yeah. You
0: know. and I think though even on the online thing though, like at least for me in my experience, maybe like at first, like back in the early days, but I mean, yeah, I think, like, dude, I, like, we grew up in the, you know, time of, like, the internet boom and stuff, you know, where, like, online dating was taboo and stuff. Like, you were weird if you did online, you know, da- remember that, dude? Like, you were, like, a weirdo, bro. Like, it, like the normal thing was the classifieds of all things, bro, and, like, Craigslist and, sh- you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, the stuff people did, and then, you know, Plenty of Fish came along, and then the, there was that big boom there, you know, to make online dating more legitimate. Anyway, so yeah. we we're going to get the evolution of the internet here. You know, but long story short, dude, it's just like no.
1: I think that that is a lot of that that uh, like pulls up a lot of stories of like online dating. I mean, it's all you've incredible. got mail, right? <laughs> and people figured out how to chat on AOL, right? And that's really where that communi- communication kind of started because AOL <laughs> it had the ability to create speed, and that was like dude 56k yeah I can't even do the sound but man that dude gosh, that mode we'll have bro, to play that, was, that on the on this video yeah. right now. here cue it up <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> but I think um, oh I, I got a story about that but maybe I'm oh, sure dude, but day. seriously though alright so
0: I have to say man but AOL, that's when I was a kid bro AOL those discs and shit like my family do like you it's know, my dad like he'd make money as an entrepreneur then be down and shit so it'd be a cycle, but when that shit was like the thing, it was just like, dude, like when we finally got a, like a computer at home because computers, dude, like just to get a desktop back then was like two thousand for like a, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and it wasn't even like anything really nice, man. Like they weren't cheap, like they all not, are now. Yeah, go get one online for like, fifty bucks, or people throwing away for free. Yeah, and like, now like, what did you have? Right? Dell, Hewlett Packard. Right, yeah, it was like compact, dude. Compact Versario first. Mm-hmm. Like, well, before we had like the old Mac thing, but i talking about like a PC, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, anyways, man, I don't know, I forgot where we're going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. I guess you
0: gotta play. Yeah, Yeah, so yeah, so no, AOL got like super excited. You know, I remember like yeah, they had the cartoons and stuff, and then, like you'd go to, like connect, and like it just felt like revolutionary at that time. It'll take me like, like 10 minutes to freaking do anything, but you know, like, half that time was just to log in, and then like you know, somebody would call and get interrupted and knock you offline. Like, anyways, mm-hmm. all that crap, but the point was, dude. You just remember, like, those moments in your life, like, when the internet would be first, like, when you first got onto it, and, like, you start getting information and playing those games online and stuff as a kid, and it's, like, the childhood memories, almost.
1: What was it, um, and I have an experience, but I think that this is, in that same time period, what was it like to explain to people what you were doing? Because I found that that was so weird. It was so, my friends would just look at me like I was this freak, and I'm like, I'm selling these sunglasses online. They're like, I don't know what he does,
0: you <laughs> know? Yeah, man. Like other, I don't know. Like people like would think like either like you're just like some kind of like you know scammer or something because everything was like a scam online. Like, oh, that stuff's a scam. Or you know, like people think you didn't really have a job or hell, you A lot of people think like you're a drug dealer or something, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, like I don't know, like it's just like you know when you're self-employed and you do stuff on your own. Especially the people that are closest to you. You know, it's like the people that are close to you are the ones that can't, like, Mm -hmm. believe, like, what you're doing Mm -hmm. is, like, legit and good and stuff. And, like, usually it's, like, the closest, like, the, the people are to you, man. Like, those are people that a lot of times will hold you back because they're trying to protect you and stuff. They don't, like... That you're going to make it because there's you know a lot of failure rate with business and stuff, and not like that but they know who you are, they know your past, they know all the dumb stuff that you've done.
1: They, like, you know, what it is, I think, is they're like, Well, we know every reason why he shouldn't succeed, <laughs> right. So, I okay, get so close
0: to seeing all like the and when you meet new people, they go, They don't They yeah. see the potential in you and what you're like, yeah, so many don't know you, like almost like kind of like trying to imagine who this person yeah. is based upon like how you meet them and yeah. stuff. It's like you do, like, like, every time I think of you, man, I almost think of like. You know, like Mr. Hollywood type dude. Because when I first met you, bro, like you had your posse with you and shit at the conference. And, you know, like guys looking cool as you go and like walking through the hotel in the elevator together. It's just living, bro. having a good time. But, you know, you guys like dressed up nice and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just like that West Coast vibe, you know? And so I'm like, damn, dude, this guy's like some kind of like super billionaire or something, man, the way he's acting. So, but it's like, it's the way that you like present yourself,
1: man. Whoa. And that first impression's, you know, like really important, dude. And I, th- I think that that's kind of like when people meet up and they have that opportunity to break those barriers you get to really find out who people are yeah you out just a real dude you know and I think that kind of going to the to the side of the internet and kind of bringing back what we were talking about of the copywriters that changed the way that business was running you also had all these different programs that were coming through right everything was kind of at a hold and then what do you think um or let's say this it, was, it still is I think very wild wild West but but I think that during that period of 2000 2005 if you jumped you jumped on a train you could there was many areas to be went to land right I mean it, at that time you could get into SEO you could get into e-commerce um, it wasn't even starting of, of drop shipping that wasn't an idea at all um, you know Really, lead generation wasn't really being pushed for a long time. Really, it wasn't one of the four. Well, so where did you migrate to? Yeah. Where did you, was there, let's say, there's a dark web and there's a, so I don't want to give it away. But but in a sense, where did you migrate to and why do you think you did? And I don't think there's a wrong answer, even no matter what that was, because I think it was such a, the ability to communicate with someone you don't even see their face and then you can do whatever you want, you don't ever see them, that's never been, we really didn't do much of that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I'd say uh, for me, I was just really hungry just to like make money, you know, and like specifically online, right? And so when I first got into this, I think like the big thing was, I think like the closest like, quote, quote, legitimate thing that you can start up with no real skills was affiliate marketing. And so I started doing, a, you know, we'll just say, organic uh, ways of getting traffic uh, for some you know, affiliates. And to be honest, that it took me about two years before
1: like, I made my first affiliate commission doing that. So it's maybe you can explain to people that don't know what affiliate, like, I'm sure they might have heard yeah. it, but if affiliates, you go ahead and explain Aff- in your content. Yeah, so basically
0: the easiest way to put it is being an affiliate is almost like an online salesperson, right? And you can sure you can do shit off. You can do affiliate offers offline too. But basically, you're taking somebody else's product or service that they have, and they have a specific offer. And so, like, let's say there is an ebook out there on gardening, right? Um, and by the way, I don't know. I can never get into those like type of niches. I know like there's some like really deep stuff. Sure, on, sure, sure. I never. I don't. Know, I can never get into stuff. Just bored me. But so let's say you didn't get into that let's say they charge like $50 for the ebook on, you know, some gardening stuff, right? So they would say, hey, you would get like, you know, 80%, you know, of what you know, of however many you sell yeah. or 50% or 20 you know, whatever. So you options. were doing the, the low items though. You were... Yeah. My first affiliate commission was like 40 bucks, man. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was you know a little bit you know on the, the grayer side. I got out of that stuff pretty quick. Yeah. But you know at that point, like, yeah, you get into something, man, and like you know you just like wanted to succeed,
1: and so you get to a point where you're just. So like, what was the what was the transactions like? Because I think that this opens up the door of like what that started was the ability to go make money online without even generating a real full business. Yeah. Like you could be like, hey, I have a bank, I have a merchant. <laughs> Uh, how do I? How can you give me money? And then that hadn't been fully th- thought through at all, really. yeah absolutely. So yeah, and so that's kind of the appeal of it, right? Because mm-hmm. like you don't need all that stuff. But yeah. even
0: though you don't need to, like it's still like everything's always more complex than that. Like if anybody tries to sell you like some silver bullets to like all your problems, mm-hmm. like it's a lie. Like it's mm-hmm. like I saw nothing. Like you still need to go out there and do things, right? If every like, if everything was that easy, everybody would just go and do it. But that's the key true. is like you're gonna fail. And it's like what I tell, like, you know, everybody, like my employees, you know, uh, you know people, uh, students I work with, it's like, you got to be willing to fail and you got to be willing to do it fast. You got to be willing to make those mistakes. Like, you know, otherwise, like, you just never getting anything done. I literally have met people who have been working on their business plans for 20, 30 years, dude. And I'm like, what the hell are you waiting for? Like, by the time you write like this, like, like, what are you doing? Like, is this just like a hobby for you? Like, or are you actually going to plan to get in business one day, man? Mm-hmm. Hey, dude. There's been plenty of business I've started with no business plan. I've started ones with like 30-50 pages. I've done that. Now I use two page. I do two page business plan. Man.
1: So, so in that same framework, as you as you were going through the that process, and you ended up doing affiliates. Right. Um, <laughs> how did you run? Like, did you? Were you running into problems? What were you affiliating? So yeah, that time I was mostly working on. I would say the dating niche,
0: okay, (laughs) in the dating niche, and uh, so I made like my first forty bucks doing that. Basically, what would happen, like you know, go post some you know different ads and banners and stuff that they give you, you know, the crap that they have, but um, to promote their stuff. And so basically, like, you know, some horny dudes, they click on this stuff and, like, they verify if they're of age or something, you know, to meet with some chick. And I'm sure, you know, it wasn't a real chick or nothing like that, you know, most of them were all scam stuff. And so, like, that was my, you yeah, know, that was like my, like, first, like, 40 bucks I made in this, you know, industry. And, uh, after so someone that, gave you, my, well, someone needed that service. Yeah, someone at the needed time. <laughs> the service. So, you know, who knows the guy got what they needed. You know, I don't know. I mean, I saw, you know, I was on the other side well, of Well, I, I guess, so
1: basically, um, you ran, you ran through that, right? And I, so I just felt so dirty. I, just, I I couldn't
0: do it after. All that. Right. Right. I couldn't do it again. But what I did after that, man, was I started. Uh, eventually, I partnered with uh, my d- this dude over in uh, Vegas. This was time in Florida. I was like, probably eighteen. I think he was like 15, 16 at the time. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not gonna get like too specific on the sites and stuff, but we started running. Uh, you, you remember those like free iPad offers? Like, you click on it and you have to do the surveys and stuff.
1: Yeah, everyone has, like, a neon glowing yeah. sign on
0: it. Exactly. So, dude, we get I get, dude, we get we paid, like, anywhere from, like, I don't know, like, 2 to $3 on those on average for each email that's submitted. Okay. Like So just just for the email alone. Right? So we just go on different websites, you know, uh, first start manually doing it and, like, just, like, you know, post them. Like, hey, you yeah. know, oh, free iPad, whatever, right? And eventually, this was back in the day, dude, before, like, Any of the you know Facebook or before Instagram was even a thing, even before like there was no real traffic structure, right? There wasn't like it was just different websites and like the pop ups Mm -hmm. and pop unders Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. that you could buy, right? Mm -hmm. And there's like maybe like Google adsense maybe depending on like Mm -hmm. what point, but anyways, uh, so we started you know running those right, and so we started like actually like making money doing that. Like in the beginning, we're making like fifty bucks a day, like mainly doing it when you're a kid. Like hey, you know some good money, right? So we got to a point dude, where I paid like a guy like in India or something, paid him like a hundred bucks to write some code in Python for certain websites to scrape and just basically yep. it would post like, Hey, about the offer. And then really, other people, yep. we have a loop and, like just, you know, we just like, and we'd use like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what they call, uh, the content spinners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So we, we do that, you know? And so like, but then like so basically if anybody's not familiar with Spinner, I man, basically just take a couple words and like you're able to like switch out other words in a sentence and other sentences within paragraphs to take like a you know, a few words, a few sentences and make like hundreds
1: of thousands of combinations. They would be like um they do they used to do that with ads too. And, yeah, copyright copywriting they do uh-huh. that with now. like that's what a lot of the So you would take like, like that now. paragraph and then it would be almost like hey, <laughs> I mean, put we we put Windows windows. Exactly, that, yeah. and then basically you would take from one side and then you would hit enter and it would give you five different right ways so you'd be rabbit. like
0: hey how's it going today mm-hmm. and you could change that with hey how's your day mm-hmm. or you know hi John Paul, you know whatever right
1: uh, anybody who doesn't kind of automation, you're kind of familiar with you know but this was back in the day um, I think that this whole conversation because uh, it goes down so many rabbit holes it's all it all sits in this little bubble of what was going on why other people weren't seeing this happen. Like what was happening underground to create the momentum that we have today. And it's just, I I think it's fun to hear those that have been around for a while and have created businesses that legitimately do things, service customers, build (laughs) equity in in people's business and and in in the society and, and things like that. But back then, it wasn't even it was like SEO was. I mean, what I was talking to someone the other day. We would. It we went would,
0: time period, man. You want to talk because SEO has changed. So, like, yeah. Now, like, I like where SEO is at now because it's based on you know providing legit value. Sure, there's always some black hat dude. Yeah. But dude, the shit we we're doing, like. People, People were doing back oh. then, dude. Like, I mean, literally back Keywords in the day, stuffing. dude. Literally back in the day, yeah, dude. Like, you'd have your background blue uh-huh. and text blue, yep. back, and that would actually work. Cause yep. The search engine would just look for how many times they mentioned a keyword. You know, obviously, it's evolved so much since yeah. then. I really, I actually like the direction go because it keeps a lot of that crap out of there now. But it was like easy money for the picking, like if you knew. But the problem is, a lot of times, like you just learn that information a little bit too late. Like you're just on the cusp. Yeah. You know? um, And that's just kind of how life goes in general. But, yeah, back to that. So, dude, we got to... We're, like, automating this shit, dude. And we got to, like... We're making, like, 500 bucks a day, like, ATM machine. Got to the point, dude, I'll just look at my account. Like, just dollars rolling. Dude, it was just addictive. But over time dude we had to keep changing up filters the website kept changing up stuff to keep the stuff out and yeah, I got smarter we got smarter it was a back and forth I got to a point where, you know like alright I'm done with this like I don't wanna yeah. keep making my money doing this way Yeah. and so that's when I got back to like back to you know helping small businesses out essentially and that's a so what happened was I started, uh, you know, posting on the forums, dude, on the buy, sell, trade, uh, yeah, the BST, the buy, sell, trade, uh, threads. if you remember those. yeah, I'd go and get different services, right, like mm-hmm. copywriting, design. Yeah. So I'd go on there, uh, so the first one I really had any success on, I think where I first posted was, uh, and I probably got really lucky on this one, man, but I went to, uh, wicked fire Wikifire, dude. Mm. Uh, you can look it up still to this day, but... Uh, like I went on there, and I was doing some research and I noticed that you know, hey got they got this BST trade, it's free to post in there. Back then with all these forms like yeah. it's free. Even yeah, now it's like dirt cheap. Yeah. By the way, hey, if you're looking for like if you got like, you know, overseas workers and stuff like that, or you can, you know, provide the labor really cheap, like you can still make money on those sites, you know, posting their threads, it's like twenty to fifty bucks to post a thread, it's like dirt cheap. So mm-hmm. anyways, like there's some good stuff on there. Yeah. Um, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Anyways, uh some people are probably even pissed at telling people that I like I, I, I crowd I mean, those sites yeah, now. Because be they've been that. on there for years <laughs> just working. For, like literally I don't dudes like on those sites that for like like two three years haven't had to buy another thread but well like, you, it's, you know a in those traffic. threads
1: back in those days there was always like this godfather who like ran ran, ran every other like, be, like
0: triple diamond <laughs> dave or it was he whatever the Black
1: was, he was and he would be like the 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 uh, he was the admin guy but then there was a and guy was like, super to, like, smart like, and, and yep yep i remember this you pay him to post something for you because the form and you know what the other one was and this takes probably way back but um it was a college a college email having a college email with a domain like dot what edu or something. It was oh, like yeah. and if you can have a link inside with that email, it was like you. You would go to the top of the search, like it was just oh, yeah, overnight. Dude, yeah, and you get
0: like you know find like a high DA, you know domain age or something like that. You know website stuff that's highly rated. Uh, PR when that was really PR high, was
1: a big thing. I, you know, PR, I, like, I made a, a blunder here. I didn't even put the uh-oh. computer. So here, yeah. This is this is charger's not plugged in. I don't talk about it. See?
0: But this is the kind of stuff that happens sometimes, guys. When you're doing this yourself, <laughs> trying to run stuff like. You know, don't ever worry about failing and things going wrong. It's going to
1: happen. Like, I appreciate you saying that at the time. I just did that. Absolutely. You know, uh, meant to do that, right? So um, that's cool. So during that time period, um, you would just pull from a couple people their information and then you would just try to adapt it to what you were doing, basically, at that time period. And everything was like... You would also get involved with a lot of people that were on the same platform as you. So, for example, if like we did a lot with Ya or um, we did a lot with Yahoo stores, and so you end up playing about you know, Yahoo chat rooms, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a lot about those too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But th- those are the same thing, right? It was around a framework of yeah. like the type of business that you're in. I mean, looking back, man, it's all everything is like still the same, dude. Technology's changing. It was just you know
0: different traffic sources then. That... And, like, it just wasn't as big, the internet. There wasn't as many people. People weren't as willing to part with their money. But that slowly changed over time. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I kind of got... So, back to the Wicked Fire, right? You know, posting on there. So, I kind of got lucky there, man. Because, well, Wicked Fire, dude... Which was kind of like a Reddit, kind of... Yeah, basically, yeah. For me, it's like, you know, we're digital marketers. Sure. Right? And so, basically imagine we're on like reddit on like a subreddit or subforum you know we'll call it we're in a section where people can list services so i noticed people were doing that so i noticed that people like would get in and like they would post like hey like here's a free trial of my services okay, okay. and so like i would look at those people i looked at a few people that posted that stuff and i looked at like how they worded it and looked at like you know like if they had like uh it would be like, there's some people that like, like, you need a minimum reputation score or something like that. And so basically, dude, like I just, you know, like was like, hey, like three free copies, dude. That's the, That was the name of it. Three, uh, three free review copies, mm-hmm. right? So obviously, give shit away for free. By the way, dude, if you're brand new to something, you don't have skills or you don't have the credibility, like go out there and get it. Even if you don't know what you're doing, if you're giving it away for free and you're not hurting nobody, like, and you're just honest with them, like, and you really should be charging anyways if you don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> right, like too many of the kids now, right, dude? They buy a course and they go out and sell like some shit for, like two thousand, five thousand. Same dude's like not a, like never run an agency in their life, never done sales, never run a business, go out and sell like ten thousand dollar a month contract, and then you know, they're just gonna white label to somebody and that's gonna take like dude, there's so much more running a business. I'm not saying yeah. you can't do that, but yeah. man, that's a slippery slope. But um anyways, getting back to it, so you know, so I basically did the review copies, whatever, you know, did the did the job fast, did it quick, and that's just stuff my dad kinda taught me. It was just like, you know, just be good about customer service, do what you say you're gonna do, you know, and just get the stuff done, right? So I would like get people's done, like orders done like 30 minutes, like an hour, some of them, but it was like pretty much everything was within like 24 hours. So I did that and then people came back, you know, left awesome reviews, and guess what happened, dude? Like, just started orders started rolling in. So now like Within like two what years, that? oh man, um, this had to be, I think I was 20 years old at this time, so I'm 33 now, so 13, 13 years, being getting old here, man, uh, 13 years ago, so 20 is when I, well, I started my first agency officially when I was 20, but I think I was actually, let's see here, I had to be, yeah, 19, maybe 20 years old the time um, and so you know over time like within like a few weeks dude I was getting so many orders dude I was doing like $500 a day in sales but I was charging dude like $100 for a website $20 for logos $10 for banners like you know like just dumb prices but over time like I just started people are like you should charge more mm-hmm. so over time I just like started charging more money and But the beautiful thing was the people I was working with, though, these are other marketers that were going out there selling doing other stuff. And so I was, I mean, dude, I was like, I was their VA, dude. I was like the Filipino. I was the Indian dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I was willing to, dude, back then I was dirt poor, man. So like for me, like, I don't care if I had to work all day. Like, dude, I was like, shoot, if I was making a hundred bucks a day, 50 bucks a day from home, I was like, heck Yeah.
1: And, and we don't have to go <clears throat> fully into onto this direction, but I think that that mentality is is uh, a great thing to bring up, meaning <laughs> the turn of the internet, there's a lot of people that are gonna need new jobs, and what you're saying is find something on the internet, go do it for free a bunch of times and you're gonna get notoriety. yeah, and you'll actually learn how to do it like that's how I got like i not it wrong, I like used like Photoshop a couple
0: times before, but that's how like, I got learn. I, dude, I would sell something, and I would do it. Like, that's how I learned this business, man. I learned how to Photoshop. I learned Illustrator. I learned coding. Like, I learned how, like, Dreamweaver and stuff, and the builders, and, you know, like, and I learned how to actually, like, code shit. Like, I, have like, from scratch, like, never doing it, just Googling stuff, dude. Like, I just Googled, dude. Everything, like, everything I've, like, learned to where I'm at today has been just from looking stuff up, dude, and willing to put the work in, man. Like, that's... Like I don't know, man. Like I feel like that's what you're missing. Man. Like a lot of people just aren't willing to put the work in. They want to buy like a course or a program or a system that's going to give them every step, every detail. It's like you don't get that. Even if you're doing consulting, even if you're getting the weekly groups, like it's on you to succeed, not on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And until you take a, a, the accountability and responsibility, it's not going to happen. You know, and like anybody you know who follows. um Dude, freaking like Jocko or something like that, or spread, you know, extreme ownership. Like they get it, you know. Like you gotta be accountable for your results. If you want something in life, like you have to, like you, like dude, you have to be accountable for. And like you have to not be accountable for, but you have to like let people know that that's what it is. Like if you have a team you're working with, like you gotta make that goal public, man. Like. And so, in that way, like, hey, dude, everybody knows what you're doing. Your whole business is working toward that goal. Even if it's just you, your wife, whatever. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you just got to get the shit done you're going to see. Like, there used to be a time, like, way back when, before even our time, dude, like, like, your word was your bond. You know, like, if you agreed to do something, like, you would do it. Like, no matter how bad it sucked.
1: So, do you think, um, I mean, I I guess I'll, I can maybe tap into a little bit of that of of going, what, what do you think uh, his separate from the time of, and uh, you said your, your word is your bond, right? Yeah. What, why do you think that over the years in business that has disintegrated?
0: I mean, it's a much bigger, like, I think it's much bigger than just in business. It's just where we're at, like as a society now, Yeah. because like, you know, people aren't held accountable. Like think about it, right? Like if you're rich, you got an attorney, right? Take care of that stuff. You know, if you're poor, then you have, ex- you know, other excuses why, like, no matter what, like you people got excuses or the system itself, or, you know, we could like, you know, talk about that all day, but really the core of the reality is we're just, we just all live in a generation where people aren't held accountable really for
1: their actions, man. Do you think, um, because <clears throat> growing up through the time period, <clears throat> we haven't always interacted this much through the internet. And so, um, Having businesses transition, what have you seen uh, from, from how business is being ran now compared to when it just started online? Like there's that time period of people like going, I don't know know. what's going on. And then, because I think that there's a, I think that there's a valid area that's happening right now in business. And that is, see if I can give a good example I had someone tell me one time, your QuickBooks is only as good as the input you put in it. It's a
0: tool, man. So- right? Too many people like, are searching for
1: that. Like, dude, software is not going to change your business. Sure, I, I, I totally get that. However, a lot of these uh, softwares are reliant on data in. Yeah. So. Right, but what's data? So, dude, that's a subject by itself, right? Everybody talks about data, man. Everybody
0: like, like Everybody talks about scaling. What's data? What's scaling to you? It's different to every business. Obviously we both know what the word data means, right? But like, there's certain data that's important to certain businesses, other ones not. And I think that's one of the problems is everybody talks about data and, you know, having good data and like, you know, where do I get good data from? Like, for example, you know, especially people, you know, if you're relying on like cold email, you know, prospecting, you know, know, some of the more traditional methods of sales, um, which, you know, I wholly endorse you know if you're going after you know like local you know markets and stuff like that because a personal relationship is important sure which is you know really like a big thing in just business nowadays too man everybody wants to automate everything mm-hmm. you know and that's like one of the things is like you know like you have ebbs and flows in times right so just like you know, like fashion right you know they say everything comes back every 10 20 years well that's what's happening in business right now if you know people are paying attention and been around it is like yo, you had one point before all the internet stuff. These personal relationships were important and everything, right? Um, but it's like the, it's the same thing that happened with the telephone, dude. You know, like with the internet now. Sure, you you can have everything automated. Somebody can click an ad, you know, book an appointment. No, they don't even have to book an appointment; they can just buy, right? But like, let me ask you a question, okay? this is getting to the point I promise yeah why not dude why don't you just throw out an ad and many of us may have tried this before sure throw an ad out hey buy my 20,000 50,000 100,000 dollar program because it's awesome or whatever you just throw out one ad and then you know they can buy right then there why not just skip everything and just have a complete automated to the point where like they can just literally click a button or just go through five pages and why not just do that
1: I think it's a good question but I think it's because <clears throat> if you look at the internet like real estate not every single place in the country has the same soil and does it have the same climate it doesn't have all those things and so I think one of the problems that you see is that you can build the perfect system until you deal with personality and so um you 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 can build something very tight but that ship would have to basically it's bu- it's built by somebody wanting to make the system not the one wanting to be in it
0: yeah well it's like you know I, it, I think I'm that that's
1: know. a re- that's one issue that I think we're having it's
0: like developers making so- the ui for a software they shouldn't be touching the ui <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: you know? yeah. And, and i they look at it from their standpoint not
0: from the end user a lot of times so a lot of companies, like, you know, they'll have somebody else completely, you know, do the interface, and the UI, and the developers and, you know, more experienced companies.
1: Yeah, because this... Not always, though. Sometimes... You know, I mean, stays. yeah, I mean, in, in pe- people are the thing that changes the system. It's not really this... I mean, you could basically... You run the perfect pipeline. You run the perfect f- uh, funnel. You run the perfect system. And then... You, Johnny, Sally, whoever, whoever doesn't come to work for three days, and you're like, wait a minute, we didn't think about that. Right? You gotta have build a system for and that. You yeah, can build a system that for city. that, yeah. Right. So I think that one thing that I was kind of getting at is we came from a time period where everything is being done on the internet, right? But I think that maybe there's as that's kind of evolved, people are like I think there's pressure in people going, i got to put everything in this machine. Everything goes in this machine, right? So, how do you think that that, like, what's your thoughts on how that's going to be? And neither one of us are some kind of clinical psychologist or something like that. But well, I, I think we've been, you're in it, you're watching
0: yeah. it, right? I mean, all I can tell you is, like, what we do. And really, and then, like, that's kind of like my, goes back to my answer here from your original question, right? Going back to the ebb and flows here. And it's like, we're at a point where automation was like awesome when it first happened, like everybody was like, cool, I can go online and book an appointment with, you know, my barber, right? Sure. Or, you know, go get an Uber, you know, this, that, the other. But when you're, you know, and everybody's got different businesses, but whether it's like business, consumer, B2B, low ticket, high ticket, you know, I've done it all. Um, it, you know, it comes back to now, like, you know, people miss that human connection again. And, you know like it just got to be about the appropriate time and appropriate step um and so by adding that human relationship back into what we're doing and stacking that with the automation mm-hmm. and the technology yeah and you kind of cover all those bases, right? So we have the automation to make sure that everybody's followed up with right away. And I system when they book a lead, for example, right? So mm-hmm. talking about lead generation, right? Sure. So like when I started doing lead, it was just like, you generate a lead, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the company yeah. took care of it, which they never freaking did. You know, the successful ones did, right? But now we live at a time where we have this automation and stuff, so like, and where we can help, <laughs> other people who either don't have the time, you know, solopreneur, small businesses, et cetera, they can basically get the enterprise level automation stuff that used to be like super expensive and stuff. Companies that spent, you know, maybe tens of hundreds of millions doing like the stuff we're doing now, like the cost of doing it when it was developed, it was super expensive. Like all that's super expensive, man. Wait. Yeah. And so we're at a point now in time where we have like this enterprise level way of automating our businesses. Um, and which is, you know, really like a big huge shiny object and gets you a lot of trouble too, right? If you don't know what you're doing, which is a lot of what's going on right now. Because you have these people that have this automation and they're spamming and you know, like I said, they're missing this human relationship. I can tell you right now, um, in uh one of our uh, businesses, um, you know, we work with uh you know MedSpot Cryo, a uh, niche in that one. Um yeah, like just taking you know, taking uh a lot of uh, clients from our competitors, man, because they're not offering that, and we've gotten so good, and we've pr- got our systems uh, so aligned now that we can actually do it cheaper than what they charge without using the human. Market, mm-hmm. Of actually, you know, having you know uh, the ISAs and stuff to book appointments for them, um, to you know reschedule and you know take care of all the stuff that they don't want to do to pre-qualify. Um, really, you know, and like we get to the point now, like where we just, you know, we give them, we you know, we, we do the lead generation. So we run the ads on Facebook, we do the database reactivation. So we take their list, right? Mm-hmm. We're basically, you know, constantly you know, emailing yep. and SMSing it, you know, to get the most out of that. So we're getting a lot of results before we even start advertising. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just right away to your first impressions, you know, through the roof. And so we're generating those leads as soon as they come in. Sure, the automation takes over. We got some indoctrination sequences, some videos, and stuff to help pre-sell um, along the way. You know, mixed with some retargeting and things like that to show them, you know, uh, pre-sell content. But really, it's the uh, human element, right? So the ISAs, they'll call to you know right away when the appointment comes in. Uh, they're really out of standard to call within 60 seconds of a lead coming through, but within five minutes is like, you know, what we promise to our clients.
1: So how? Um from when you did this with with this type of business, what did you do after uh, you were doing the affiliate stuff? And then what yeah. what <laughs> was how I get there? Here? So yeah, that, and that's really what it's about, right? It's yeah. like And so that was um, the hard
0: part, man. That's what you're not hearing right now. you hear about people's like success that they're running the yeah. thirty, fifty, hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollar a month yeah. business, like. You know, like, and they did it within, you know, three, six, 12 months, you know, like a lot of times because they have experience running other businesses. So what,
1: so kind of going back, what would be, if you look back, uh, what was your biggest blunder and not, not, I don't think money always has to be the answer. And the reason why is because I thought it was money. It was never money. Well, really and it's bad. all relevant, right? It's all relative. Like, oh I it's lost always, this much money but I was selling this much okay great but I lost this much money and I only had this much
0: it's it was cool. always like if I only had this much or a ca- you know, startup capital because you know everything like my first businesses were all shoestring budgets dude like 100 bucks or less mm-hmm. you know and so
1: so what What, what was that time like if, so basically, if you look back because I know that there's a uh, the internet does like a thing that basically um it it pulls you back like a rubber band with a bunch of hope. Oh, dude, I I dude after then, my first agency
0: like didn't work out, dude. I just left like for like four f- like I don't know probably like four years. I didn't like I gave up entrepreneurship. I got some stoner jobs, you know, and like just really stopped applying myself in life man, because it was hard hard my first business, dude. And, to be honest man I almost took my life my first business man. like you just like they, you know they don't a lot of people don't talk about like the depression and stuff and like the abuse of alcohol and drugs and stuff that happens like you know, you can take a perfectly normal person man and throw them in and running a business on their own and not so that, having t- a tell me a little bit more thing. of that what? Um, well for me dude it was always just living like I was always living paycheck to paycheck man because I had my family to take care of you know bills and stuff like that and um you know it's just like you know that 500 day that didn't last forever you know like eventually got to a point that you know i took on too much work you know i didn't really you couldn't i tried oh, outsourcing this <laughs> trying to find a good angle yeah, my neck. oh maybe that's
1: okay maybe that's a little bit better
0: so you know ended up uh you know like you know outsourcing and stuff right and i like, just that it, you know had a lot of problems with quality control sure. and things like that and you know clients not happy with the work and I got to a point, man, I just had too much work to do and uh, we had to keep selling to, it was like, I don't think the saying like Rob Peter to pay Paul, right? So I was like, taking on new clients to do with the old stuff so that I could still pay my bills and everything. But then like, I'd have to like refund, you know, clients and stuff like, dude, like I was terrible at managing my business, man. Like, you know, like it wasn't that I couldn't do the quality work, but like, I just didn't know how to grow a business. Um, it really comes down to the number one probably problem was. One, like my mindset just wasn't there in the fact that like, Hey, like I knew I needed to hire people, but I just really wasn't charging enough to, sure <laughs> you know, and I wasn't charging enough to, and even if I was, I'd probably get away with that. You know, now, uh, now that I know what I'm doing, but it's a combination of, you know, just not really know how to like delegate, not how to like train people, just hiring people and, you know, having the expectation that they're going to do the work. Um, you know we were like hiring people from like forums and stuff like that you know posting on maybe Craigslist and I don't know this was not like, even really before how'd you <laughs> find <clears throat>
1: back then um, we had to keep that thing going uh, finding people locally I think that was a big like when you look at the reasons why people went to Silicon Valley it's like you just be around each other right See, <laughs> so were you in an area when you started this were you where, where were you I wasn't was so over uh, Florida, Central Florida, okay,
0: mostly so around Central. mostly around Tampa. All right, so you're
1: around yeah. Tampa, right? So, was there any hubs that you felt were like technology area? What was the closest area? Was not it was downtown? Was it I mean, anything? Not then,
0: or? and even then, I didn't. I don't know, dude. I was just kidding a beater, bro. Like, who did like you know? It wasn't you know, wasn't like uh, I don't know, I man. Like I work sales jobs and stuff, so you know, like I had the suit and ties, and I knew how to like, go out and meet people, but. I was really, man, just trying to, like, do this stuff online. And sure, I'd go to clients, but I just was, I'd go out and, like, try your clients. It was never consistent. And really, I never, like, really found, like, any other mentors I worked with. And that was, like, another big problem is, like, I just, I wasn't really, like, learn, learning from people who really knew what they were doing. Mm. It was just, like, kind of, like, I don't know, the blind leading the blind, man, you know? Like, just people that really didn't know what they were doing, some people stuff that they didn't know, and. You know, just didn't. I don't know. Just did really have those relationships. I didn't invest into them, uh, and all the programs and courses I did take, man, it was mostly stuff like I'd download, you know, just find online for free, you know, <laughs> stuff like.
1: So like during that time, yeah. So during that time, basically, I think that your story, like, uh, kind of cutting through it, is basically there was a time period, and there's a lot of these. The, the people that are online right now have really been in this game for a long time too. You know uh, making their living off of m- making money through some form of transaction that happened online right. selling a cost of good uh, selling a service selling a copywriting to write an ad whatever it was that was like a major transition what I'm hearing from you I think is probably not uncommon and I've had to deal with this as well which is um, it's the isolation of the internet yeah it's a real man it's a and real, so man. looking back um, That time period and not so much like what it was for your life but like hustling on the internet what did a day look like? So you can pick a day go back and be like that was what (laughs) it was what did it look like? Like in a 24 hour period what did that look
0: like? I mean man it just really for me man it really just depended on like the stage of the
1: business where it was at. At the very beginning when I had like you know all the energy and shit. Well were you I guess my thing is that were you going? Were you, at that time, though, you found most of us didn't open an office and then basically try to start something online. We all started out of our house. Yeah, yeah and I've tried that route, too. And I'm like, oh, man, if I have an office,
0: I'm going to get more work done and be more productive. And that's true to a point if, I don't know, man, like, it isn't, it's, at the end of the day, it's, down, it's up to you, man. Like, are you going to be productive or not? You have to ask yourself that and, you know, do it whether you're in an office or not. Like, So what was going on during that? So, you know, so I'll give you like, you know, a couple of scenarios here. Okay. So scenario number one, it's just working my butt off, designing work, talking to clients on Skype. Like, so like on one monitor, I would have uh, like my Skype and Able instant messaging. Dude, I had like people on AIM, man. Like that's how I, I, remember? I worked Yeah. Back yeah. Here, right? So like, and I, I had like a, I think it was like a multi-tool. So you had like Skype, you had AIM on one window, you had Windows Messenger. Yeah. Or, um, I don't even remember them all, dude. But sure. like, there's nothing. Anyway, so before this was before smartphones and stuff, naturally. So we had that I'm on one window. So I'd be talking to uh, clients and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was really, man, just like, you know, people would hit me up. Uh, I'd get the leads. Um, like people would usually message me on Skype or something or send me an email. And so anyways, I normally we talk on Skype, but I'd just, like, send them messages and just... You know, follow them. Just Really, like, I, I just cared about them, like, what they were trying to do. And I would show them the time of day and, like, get back to their messages timely. And on uh, my other machine or other monitor, that's when I'd just be doing my work, mm. you know. And then eventually I got to a point, man, where I was just, like, you know, playing some, like, video games, like, some League of Legends or something. And then, you know, talking to the people that were, uh, you know, doing the work, outsourcing the work, to, And um, just, uh, you know, that's when I started getting more lazy in the Not. Not lazy, man. I was just like I don't know, burnt out or whatever you call it, dude. Like I was just like, all right, cool, man. Like yeah, I can sit here, play video games, chill, get drunk, smoke weed, yeah, and uh, make money. Awesome. Before the problems started coming in, well, right I think down,
1: right? I don't. I don't think that's too uncommon to a large audience of people. I think that looking back, there was a handful of people. That were indulging in, in looking at what was really going on. And, you know, I hooked on uh, selling uh, online and started an e commerce business and went that whole route. But um, yeah, it's never
0: really been my thing, man, the whole e commerce route. I just
1: never, I don't know, I've done a couple minor things and I just, I don't know, man. They... I think that where mine came from was that it was a traditional type business. You know, it was. You know people out here especially always the things that I was involved in were a lot of single type sports like come down and go surfing or you know uh, martial arts or whatever that was so a lot of those were like there was fashion involved and stuff so it hooked me and I oh man I could sell something online, right because I was always in a retail environment so it made sense um, and I didn't go after information stuff or training and coaching till years later Um, But I think that when you started, kind of like how we were talking to relationships, the way that you started online has probably carried you almost the same lineage, right? It still kind of goes back and you kind of keep that same fundamental, I guess you could say. Yeah,
0: I think one of the biggest differences is, because like the lead gen didn't really start coming later until like, my late twenties, mm-hmm. um, and really, I started selling it for other people before I um, really delivered on that. You know, other than like just the you know email submits or the iPad stuff. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like really, like so. All right, so let me yeah, let me get this out real quick. That middle portion, um, so then we're not like losing everybody here. Yeah. So yeah, so had that company? Um, that company, I don't know. I ended up getting like an investor at some point. Gave me, I think, like twenty grand into the business and. And messed all that shit up. But um, you know, I got to a point, dude, I was just so miserable, man. I hate my life. We were making money, dude. Don't get me wrong. But like, I just, I don't know, I got to a point I was probably making realistically on average like, I don't know, $7,000, 10000 a month. You know, wouldn't shake, right? You know, I was taking home probably about
1: 80% of that. Um, so it wasn't bad, right? Not at all. <laughs> and it was very unconventional. It was like you know, a lot of your friends go to work right. and you're like, well, I'm not, but I'm still making a living.
0: It's very, very yeah, different. Yeah. I just got stressed out and overworked and because I just didn't know how to delegate, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really know what to do. Like, I knew how to sell. I knew how to do this stuff, but I just... I really didn't know how to hire. I didn't really know how to train people. I didn't, I, I didn't know how to be a leader, man. I was more of, like, you know, a hustler than, like, a businessman back then. Like, I was just trying to, you know, put food on the table, man. Like, I never really thought, like, I'd ever, like, get to where I'm at today. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so... Ended up just, like, closing that company down, Um, and just, you know, from that point, like, I I think I took my first ever, like, minimum wage job I had my entire life, man, Mm -hmm. because I was always, like, don't get me wrong, like, I, like, you know, served tables and did sales and stuff, but another one I made minimum wage, just, I was getting, like, high tips and, you know, even with, like, serving, dude, like, each little section, like, I treated like my own little business, man, and so I'd get, like, on average, like, you know, 28, 30% tips for the night, man, like, just because like, you know, I would just go in like to me. It was like acting, you know, no matter how shitty I felt, I'd just go in like show them a blast, be funny, do stupid stuff, make fun of myself, you know what I'm saying? And so like same stuff in sales, right? And so like that early part of my, like those working, those jobs, like really like, you know, helped me solidify right, human, human interaction, yeah, exactly. There you go. Better words. I'm like ADHD and stuff, so like sometimes yeah. my words are like I, sometimes I come out like really dumb when I talk. So, <laughs> but okay. um, we're all in the same room. <laughs> so yeah, so I ended up you know just you know leaving that. Took a minimum wage job. Dude, within like the first week of working there, like they're like, okay, so here's your work that you need done, and this is like a data entry job, right? Uh, for a company, they deliver, like, fresh fruits and vegetables and healthy snacks, healthy snacks to restaurants, or not restaurants, but um, gas stations. Okay. Convenience stores, you know, business okay. parks, right? Okay. So, within two days, I had finished what took somebody else, like, a week to do of work on the data entry side. So, then I, like, started like, doing stuff in the warehouse, in the warehouse, whatever that they had. So, I finished that within, like, two days. Then, next, they had me, like, driving the stuff out. And then, like, so, within, like, the first week, I was, like, I took over, like, three different jobs okay. working with them eventually like did all their IT stuff remote etc um, really like working for the place but because like me I've never like been like in like a other than like like serving in sales but like that's not like the traditional jobs people go down you know so like this like I don't know like these minimum wage jobs right so like I, I don't know like so I went in and for me it's just like just, like, what I was able to produce without really knowing anything, it just, like, really kind of opened my eyes to... Like, not at the time, not till later I realized it, but I was like, man, like, dude, how much effort do people really put into what they do in life? You know, it's like... Let's say, that,
1: let's say that again. It's like,
0: like, how much effort do people really put into what they do in life? And so, like, I'm... A, like, and I'm not perfect about this, don't get me wrong, but it's like, if I'm going to do... It's like, I try to be, like, the type of person, if I'm going to do something... Like, do it as best as you can. Mm -hmm. Like, why just do the minimum to get by? Don't get me wrong, sometimes we get in those moods, but to like, for something like you're doing, like... I I
1: think that, um, I think one of the things you said, which is probably um, a key moment for that, is that those that become entrepreneurs or try to create a product or try to sell a service or whatever that is... There's something in their life either was explained to them, um, but even in experiences, I think I found with families that own businesses as, as well. Like, there's got to be this selfish, like I'm going to go and do this on my own, like, and and then and then be able to say, I, th- I think I see the path for me to get to the top of the mountain, and it doesn't look good, but I have a good shot, right? Wow. And so I think that what I continue to hear even guys like you is like there was a moment that just went oh okay I, I, I kind of like opened a window right? Yeah. like you open a window and you go well, that's kind of possible but I think some people just maybe they just never put themselves in the position to open the window you know they never make one transaction whatever that is you know
0: yeah sometimes like just gotta open the doors go through the windows do what you gotta do so
1: but how old were you when that w- was real so oh. At that time, I think I was about twenty-four. Okay. At that time. So as you're going, and I think these timelines are really cool. So like two, if, around 2011. So did you think about man? I'm going to run a business someday at the age of 15.
0: So I think like the first thing that I really want, like really thought I wanted to do grow up was be a firefighter, man. Mm. When I was a before my dad's accident stuff, um, I was a. Uh, Explore with the fire department. It's like, you know, like you kind of kid, you know, like yeah. riding along okay. and you get to sleep there. Yeah. And they, you know, get like the bunker gear and like go through the trainings. And so I was going basically training, you know, be a firefighter at that point. And I uh, went through some like different classes and things. And uh, then I had a, um, so I was doing that. And oh man, dude, you bring about an lane. Dude, athlete, man, like that's what I wanted to play football, dude. Okay. Like, that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, after several surgeries, man, like that just, wasn't in the cards anymore sure. and then so that's why it's another reason why I didn't really have a problem with dropping out of school because I was just like whatever Like I didn't want to go to school to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that like dude I just I just wanted to play sports man that was my thing yeah. you think that that was a, a major key factor well, it, changed, it changed my life man like I do like that's like after sports man it's kind of like when I started like that and like my dad's car accident but even before his accident like Having the surgeries and you know both my shoulders um then you know not getting you know being able to play um you know that year you know like basically like i just never got back into it My like junior and, year of high school right yeah and so like even before like i you know ended up dropping out like i was already on that road you know because like i was like you know like started partying and stuff like that hanging around the wrong people and it was really leaving sports man like was just like really like one of the worst things because my home life wasn't great you know what I'm saying like I'm not you know I'm not gonna go down that you know dark road but uh like you know like that was the one thing in my life that like kept me uh like you know I was able to take all my you know aggression and anger out and so after that like that's when you know I started getting more you know fights in school and you know started like gambling and you know smoking weed and
1: you know drinking you know hanging you know just you know being that guy, you know. Is exactly. that because uh, at the time, and I always, I kind of get into these conversations because the, uh, the 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 transition is pretty cool, right? You go through these things through life, and then you're like, oh, this person's this person. You're like, well, actually, there's there's these stepping stones that made this person who they are, right? Yeah. So become something. That yeah, that yeah, yeah. And I think it's like I think it's important on timelines as other people look at entrepreneurs and guys that try things and that word's been thrown around a lot. It's taken me over a decade, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. It took me like over, yeah, just about a decade from when I wanted, it, from when I started my first business yeah. to actually owning a business, you know, that did six figures a month. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, before I personally made six figures in a year, yeah. it took just about that long. It took about a decade. Mm-hmm. And like, we just want things so quick and fast in life. Um, if anybody's ever read like traction, uh, they kind of know what I'm talking about here. Um, but basically, man, like so many people, especially in business, they expect to do so much within three to six months, right? And like, they just like, their expectations are so high what they can get done. We can actually get done in three, six months is not much in business, man, unless you have like experience or you just get really lucky because hey it happens right yeah or like you know it's like the kardashians right like dude they didn't just like overnight become famous dude their yeah. mom had been work, yeah. working that angle for a long time that dude, um so but, that they
1: could step into that light yeah and become well you famous. look at a guy like tiger woods i mean in his new documentary and unfortunately he just got into some yeah. trouble but or got hurt i guess there's no answer if he got into trouble or not but um, yeah, it he, he just stay away from cars. <laughs> I know, right? Cheesy <laughs> shit. She, driving anyways. For I mean, I don't know. Um, Wasn't there
0: like five white women chasing? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't You're know. The, you know the last time, right?
1: Yeah, he just, had his 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 ex wife coming after him. I think that cars um,
0: are dangerous, man. People don't really do. Some people are afraid of like you know like airplanes or skydiving or heck even like just getting into a fight or something like getting punched in the face. Right? Like, you you fought and stuff. You know. I did whatever happens. Right? Some that's, people just never been punched in the face in life, dude. Which, you know, Mike Tyson's like, dude, that really irritates me. I mean, some people really do need to get punched. I so know it feels like. So they
1: don't
0: some You know, that's that's a dead, so I, it's a touchy <laughs> subject for me because
1: I, I I I guess my statement's always I've always said yeah everybody needs to get punched in the face. But on the other note, um, maybe not everyone needs to get punched in the face. Yeah, meaning, well, like maybe some. If you think about like lessons in life, like. Some don't have to learn the ones I do. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, me, like, dude, you know, I, 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 dude. So I tell my clients all the time, right? I'm like,
0: don't work with me because, like, everything I know how to do. Man. Work with me because I've made all the mistakes. Dude. Like, I can mm-hmm. save you from all those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of joke around, but, like, the reason why like I'll go out and pay a mentor 10, 20 grand a year, you know, is because, like, dude, like I get the cheat codes from them. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, a like, Game Genie back in the mm-hmm. day. You know, Game Shark. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, um... It was, um... Uh, get, it was, um... Uh, Mark Cuban. And he said, the greatest thing that you could ever do for me, if I hire you, is to take something that I am stressing yeah. about away from me.
0: Absolutely. Well, why do we hire anybody? Yeah. Like, and that goes back to, like, so many people in business, man, we, we hire people to solve problems, mm-hmm. but then we try to tell them how to do their job, mm-hmm. right? And don't get it wrong. Like, if you have systems and processes, they need to follow out. But once they learn those things, then, you know, putting some input, obviously, you know, if you have the right, like, transparency in your company, you're going to learn about changes. But generally speaking, you know, they need to follow the systems and processes of your business unless you're just hiring them to actually build those things, right, which most people do. Sure. Um, like, so going back to the agency, right? So I left that and... Anyway, I came back director of sales and marketing for MSP, a uh, managed service provider company, which ended up leaving them um, to go uh, work for a web design company. Okay. So they were doing like 10 to 15k a month. Um, and so the reason why I bring this up is they hired me um, because you know, like they didn't have a like a really marketing for their business. Like their website was just like, hey, we have like 10,000 things that we do, right? We do web development, we do SEO, we do you know web design, blah, 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 right? Copywriting, all of this crap. Um, and so they didn't really have a message, right? They haven't really built out a customer avatar. They don't know like their core focus, their core messaging. It's just all like, hey, we just take on whatever clients, right? So they didn't have the marketing. And at this point, I got to just went through like a bunch of like digital marketing digital marketer certification ryan Mm -hmm. dice which another forum guy right Back, back in the day yeah before he you know got to where he is now yeah um so anyways um so with that company man i ended up building like them an entire like sales process and helping with their marketing message Sure, I was teaching them how to you know build websites. I converted, which you know I learned from. Yeah, so were you run,
1: so for, was your bit. So was the business solving that? What was it?
0: So what they were doing at that point, they were like I didn't have a business then. I went to work for them as an employee. Got it. Got it. I went at, like you know I was hired as their uh, director of sure. sales, basically sure. one man sure. band, band. But um, so basically, like long story short, my first month there, dude, I didn't sell anything until like the last week of the month. Made one sale that month. Mm. Tripled the revenue first month there. Thirty <laughs> k thousand thirty thousand dollars e commerce site. Okay. Yeah, yeah I never sold a thirty thousand dollars website <laughs> before. For sure. But I, I I had learned from uh, is you gurus. Um, shoot, what's his name? I haven't watched his stuff in forever, but uh, the guy is over. I think Brett Weaver over at You Gurus. He had a program. It was like a five step discovery process thing. Okay. So long story short, like I had not gone through the whole program at that point, in fact, no, at that point I haven't gone through it. that's not so later. never mind. this was all on my own <laughs> so no, so i anyway, saw so, um saw a thirty thousand dollar e commerce website, Like I couldn't even believe it myself, right um I got cut that check I made like five thousand dollars on that commission right then and there, you know, owner paid me um then from there, you know. Long story short, um, we hired like we moved to a like, you know bougie office downtown uh, within a few months. Um, hired you know another sales guy uh, to work with me that you know who I trained who eventually ended up ended up leading to take over my position. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know we hired a few more employees. Basically we got to like hundred K a month within I believe nine months of me starting to work there.
1: Okay. I've been twelve
0: uh, somewhere between nine and twelve months. And
1: then that gave you the confidence to start something on your yeah, own. Yeah.
0: That got me on my, that was like the first year where I didn't like exactly make 100,000 because I wasn't like, however the math worked out, but basically I I got like really close to like making like $100,000, you know, working for there just on the commissions and stuff that I made. And so basically through that experience, I was able to take like a lot of stuff like courses and stuff I applied over the years and actually implement it in a business because it was already running. Okay. and so. Like it wasn't like starting a business over, and I only had to worry about the sales. And that's kind of like, like I always knew I was like, so that's when I really knew like, okay, I really understand sales, not just how to go and sell people, but like how it works, like the new, the nuances, mm-hmm. you know, and like you know how to deal with like when to use sales friction, when not to use it. Like I don't know, like I don't want to get too advanced into this stuff, bore people right now, but uh, you know, long story short, um, that kind of like got me going back again. And after I ended up leaving there, you know, we had a, uh, well, I had to mention the name, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. So we had some, you know, they promised me the world when I started there. So, like, I wasn't looking just to, you know, be a sales guy there. I was looking, you know, to be like, a partner with them. And that rug got pulled out from underneath me. So I'm like, how, right, long, how long?
1: how um, long, Because I think that this is also quite common. And I think a lot of, it's probably common, but it's like, you want to get treated well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if you don't, then it opens up your doors to kind of go in whatever you want. Yeah,
0: it's like once you start making like a certain amount of money, and this can happen quick. Like, thing is too when you like first start making money, man, it gets your head real quick. Like you'll like you'll notice like I don't know. Hopefully you're not, but like even me like for like a three six months period like it, there was a period of time like where I just like was like like a different person for a little. I didn't even realize it. Hmm. You know, like that wasn't like that's like a bad guy. It was just different
1: feeling. Like you like you didn't walk a little it. bit about like what you yeah. About? So I think like Grant Cardone talks about this. Now, right? Are you saying like? So, so like, putting it in context, just so I have, like, are you saying after you've then gone on and and now you're owning a business? Or you're saying, like, even Even there,
0: like, because, you know, I don't know, there's, like, different surveys. Some say 75, some say 100K or whatever. But the point is, like, you know, like, you, like Grant Cardone talks about, like, you go into a supermarket, right? You're not worried about, like, the price of strawberries you're not worried that they're
1: like three to five dollars or whatever i think that that number is like seventy-eight thousand medium home yeah so it's whatever hard. they say <laughs> it is <laughs>
0: right like you stop worrying about stuff yeah. like that you go out you start going out to eat more you get a little comfortable yeah you know what i'm saying sure. like i mean dude i put am not gonna lie, guys. like i put on weight since i started making more money and like it's just yeah it's just like easy because like you know it, it almost becomes an addiction making the money itself but then like eventually you get to a point though where it's right. like you realize like more and more money isn't going to change anything or mm-hmm. make you happier, and but like that money can like destroy destroy you too, man, if you're not careful.
1: So there, so that time, so you make, so you're making that money, and then all of a sudden you decide, like you decide, I'm going to go off. And I think I can do this on my own. Did you get a partner after that? So I JV'd with somebody after that. Okay. So at this time, this was like my
0: first like real like because I like I don't know sold a couple of each other, but I never really like worked in it too much. So I partnered with another company to do the fulfillment, running Facebook ads. Uh, this is my first endeavor in the real estate agents. We work with them uh, today now, and uh, you know, the agency that me and my partner work in, um, do completely different, but this was like my first like, hit up real estate. And so this was when uh, we would run a, oh, man, so they uh, how we would pull our list is we would find people like on realtor.com or like Zillow or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, we had a, we had. Uh, one of our, the fulfillment partner, he had uh, one of his VAs or, you know, whatever guys that make a uh, bot, basically, mm-hmm. that would message those guys, yep. right? I think if you have like, Pagan Bot or something, you can use that, probably mm-hmm. do the same thing. Um, but basically, so we would uh, send messages, um, you know, to them on there, and uh, that would be, that was like our funnel, like, it would send them a message through their contact form, so it would inbox, like, every time, because it's, you know, from, like, Realtor, instead of, like, a regular cold email, right? <laughs> so... Uh, from there, uh, what would happen is, you know, there'd be like a link in there to a page with more information. You know, they'd watch a, you know, have a short video on there. Um, this was really like, uh, it was like my first time, like I had like a video funnel, actually. The first time I did like, a video, remember, like, man, dude, just my house bro. like, just like playing White Wall. Like,
1: yeah. anyways, uh,
0: so yeah, so i would be like, a- yeah, uh, it's,
1: de- it's definitely the time that people hold me back. I, I don't know if you and I were talking about this, but it was like, People holding back, not going on video, is like impossible. Dude, I, dude, you can't like hide behind your company anymore. Dude, I mean, I, if if you want to, if you want to move forward, you really, you've got, you're yeah. gonna have to be front facing. And it's
0: tough. And I get, I don't like being on camera. Like, you know, I mean, I'm the not, guy
1: that owns like AT and T doesn't have to right as much. But I mean, right. if you're gonna start a business or you're a medium sized business, or you
0: need. You either you either have to, you
1: gotta have or you gotta have
0: somebody you can either employ. Mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. typically you want somebody who's more of like a business partner or yeah. like really into the sure. business like for sure. But then maybe like, dude, I use employees all the time in the videos because sure. I personally don't really like being on camera all that much, especially like lately, man. Like, you know, like I don't. To be honest, like I don't feel good all the time, like you know, because I'm used to you know being an athlete when I was younger, you know, having you know the best you know. Being, Looking good, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so that, you know, it gets me sometimes. And that's my own, like, mental barrier. And over time, like, it doesn't bother me. Obviously, we're doing this right here. So, you know, and I still do them. I just don't do them as much as I would necessarily. Because the the key is, man, like, dude, to be honest, I should be doing these every day. Like, you really should. Like, you know, that personal brand is important. But, you know, you also don't, like, a lot of people preach personal brand. It's great. Yeah, sure. But you don't need a personal brand. Like, but you need personality, a person in your brain why do you think like Geico and Allstate all mm-hmm. those guys do something yeah and I think that there's also um you know if it's a mascot man like but then that's animation that's expensive that's a crap so like it's a lot cheaper and we got the technology like and here's the thing like even if you're not you don't want to do it you should still do it just so that you know, like, you know what that experience is like so you know how to you know how to do the thing and so somebody you know you make sure that you're having somebody who's going to do a good job
1: yeah I think that um one of the things that uh, the evolution of this is the way that we're communicating, and I think that that's what we're that's what we're seeing right now is we're trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure it out. So like when the internet started, you could literally like do business without. Without ever having to talk like the video sales letters was like all text, right? It was like, mm-hmm. and they still work. I mean, you can yeah, still do that, you can but do
0: it. But if you want, like, it's, it all comes down to when you look at your numbers, man, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's going to do better. You don't necessarily need like a video ad per se. Sometimes images can work a lot better. But somewhere along, like, unless you plan on being on, like, talking to everybody and getting on the phone with them and doing everything yourself all the time, like, video allows you to have the perfect sales message, the perfect pitch, the perfect
1: presentation, mm-hmm.
0: whatever it is. And it doesn't need to be perfect, but perfect enough to hit the numbers yeah. you need to make it work. And
1: I think I think that that's a really, and I think that it's, um, man. and also, uh, kind of going back, I think it's interesting, like I said a second ago, being on with someone that knows these old, programs and the evolution and things because Did I think that's the know, rumor, story mm-hmm. X rumor, yeah we remember it's ACT uh, wow. I, mean, I, I built my Essie first CRM mm-hmm. ah. I <laughs> built my first CRM on ACT um, on a Dell Inspiron 5000 Sheesh. and I think that it was so taboo because you would be running sales sheets and then to have an actual program do it and this few years later we still deal with People like I was kind of going back, getting that information in, and I think that that's where a bottleneck in, in what we're finding is that there's just people that don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing I mean, the truth is, most people like shouldn't be running out of starting a business, <laughs> man. It's just not for everybody. Um, and like, I don't mean that in a harsh way, it's just like, dude, like some people aren't meant to be an astronaut, some mm-hmm. people aren't meant to be a cop, some people aren't mm-hmm. meant to be a doctor, yeah, some people aren't meant to be you know a uh, olympic medalist man the, the thi-
1: i think that that's a really good argument however i think that there's no better time um for you to just go out there and try to just try to make a transaction sure and let me take a step back there sure when i say business i'm not talking about
0: like running a side hustle or running okay. your own gym i'm talking like you know like you're actually you mean all
1: building. of the all the marbles are in one freaking
0: like you're 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 like you're not, not, not even that. So, like, even if it is the only thing you do, right? Like, so let's say you own a martial arts studio, right? And maybe some of my clients will beat me up for this, but whatever, <laughs> it's the truth. Um, you know, if you run a martial arts studio, right, and you're the one in there, and you got like, you know, two employees, is it really a business, man? What I mean by that is like, you know, like you're you're not running something. You're not running a machine, man. A business, in my opinion, is a living, breathing machine that can grow and sustain itself. And so, if you're building and working with something, like you're the one in there doing everything, you don't have systems and processes for your sales, your marketing. There isn't leadership. There's not vision in the company. You're not growing towards something. Like ultimately, like you're not, you're, you know, like you're running a side hustle. You're running a project. You know, you're you're running a hobby, man. I I think that it's um. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm, yeah. But, you know, and if you read uh, by Gina Wickman, Entrepreneurial Leap, mm. it goes into it more. I think it's a really good book. And so what I'm saying, like, run a business, like, you know, you are, you know, looking to grow an organization that, you know, I don't know, if I had to be, like, specific in numbers, man, like, before it really starts becoming, like, you know, a quote-unquote quote, business, like, just even look at the government, right? Like, the government considers a small
1: business, what, up to, like, 500 employees, dude? I, I, I think that really when you when you lay that statement down because this conversation's been up a few times. And I think I'm concluding if you have the ability to bring customers in and then go through some form of a process, right, that if that one person falls off, at least there's maybe another one coming, right? And then you have a product that you're delivering, right, and you're creating customers. I think that as long as you can keep moving forward, I think you have a business. Yeah, as long as it's something that can grow. But if you it's sporadic growth itself, yeah. right,
0: that's a business. Mm-hmm. But you know, hit you know, selling you know, paying yourself two three thousand dollars a month, if even that, mm-hmm. and you know, running a business that's doing you know that might do five thousand one month, might do fifteen another, mm-hmm. might do zero this month. Like,
1: so a set, maybe a. Set. Um, I, I would agree that I mean, a sense of predictability... Technically a business, A sense of predictability has to do... Right, a hustler can
0: reason. run that is what I'm saying. Yeah. A business, being a businessman, right? Or woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got 20 employees underneath you. 50, 100, 500. Then to me, you're running the business. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think it's always... If it's going to crap, it's probably I I I because... It's just, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's just... Um, I think that that's it's, it's a tough. Than you comp- you're right. I think it's just always a tough conversation to mm-hmm. have because I think that people's knowledge is almost like you ever heard that that saying like uh, you know the the son or the daughter comes on whatever yeah. and you're like I'm in love and you're like whatever you don't even know what love is right so the evolution of the more that you learn about business like you're trying we you try it's not intentional but it's like you look at those people that are just starting like ah you don't even know what it is to run a business in reality. You right. We were the fish <laughs> And know, I don't
0: mean whatever. that In a cocky way But what I mean yeah. in a way Is like Where it's
1: self-sustaining And growing Like there's certain You're traits. saying basically Not everybody's supposed To play in the NBA Yeah I mean exactly dude
0: Like not everybody Is going to be A professional basketball player Or football Like they just don't have The genetics for it man
1: mm-hmm. But so I think there's that, Certain genetics But you also have to Find that out
0: Yeah Exactly I mean, yeah. And a lot of people man You know like it's a, There's like certain things Like I feel like People just know man like mm-hmm. you know if you were meant to do this. Like I'm not saying like, you know, it's like how many people do you honestly know that accidentally, you know, build a you know, five hundred million dollar a year. No, no, twenty million, a million dollar how many people accidentally build a hundred thousand dollar a year. I
1: think business? I think well, that you might I, find that every now I and I think you wanna be in the fight. I think that at the end of the day It's what your heart is. You, you you yeah, like, yeah. Why are you doing this? If your motivation for building your business is
0: just so I can and don't get me wrong, like that's one of my things, right? I got into this so I can go be where the heck I want yeah. to and have the freedom, right? Sure. right? Freedom, right? Um, but if you're a slave to your business, like is it really, like, because like a business is like its own organ, is its own thing, dude? Sure. And like when you are running a business, like, dude, like that business is not yours. It's it's like if you look at it, a business, like, oh, I'm the owner. This is mine. Like, you know, you probably tell customers all the time, like, you know. All right, who are we selling to? Are we selling to you or are we selling to, you know, what, you know, I don't know, what, like if I'm in the gym business, right? More than likely, like I'm selling to women, dude, because mm-hmm. like that, like, you know, you know, 30 to 45 years old, because that's who's willing to spend the money on it. And, you know, anyways, we we'll talk about that later or another time. Sure. But um, the point I'm trying to make is like, you are not what the business is selling and catering to a lot of times. Sure, like you're one of the beneficiaries of it, right? But at the end of the day, it's not about you. And so when it comes to your business, about really in my opinion and you go i think it's on my linkedin i've had there forever but for me it's like it goes and like i don't don't, i'll probably never have a publicly held company but maybe i don't know whatever probably this will haunt me like 10 years from now (laughs) but to me it's excluding shareholders of your public company right Right. to me i don't Do i hate it i shouldn't say either but that's when shareholders can be a pain man if if you if you don't have the right ones don't get into bed with somebody you don't know just because they give you money. I'll just say that. Yeah. I should keep it short here. Yeah. Um, but really, as man, it's about your the organization, your employees, and your clients or customers, depending on what kind of organization you're running.
1: I think that it, you know, we I I do a lot of um, you know outsourcing, and I do a lot of like uh, what's the beneficiary, I and mean, one of the courses and things that I teach, I call it the triple ripple. And it kind of sounds funny when I say it, but really it's the beneficiary of multiple people when you actually take the leap as an entrepreneur. And I think that you look at you have a better, I always kind of put it as like the person that you hired on, they have a better Christmas. I mean, really, you're, and maybe not Christmas is your thing, but I mean, ultimately, you have a better holiday, right? Christmas. Good for me. Right? Yeah. It's like you have a, your, your, your goal is to have a better holiday. Yeah. And it's like I want to be able to have enough money to give a better holiday. So <laughs>
0: it's funny I mentioned that because whenever we're having like our quarterly or yearly meetings and stuff, my like awesome. So, goal next year is to be having our quarterly meeting here, yeah. or our annual meeting here, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And like, those are things looking forward to. Like, one of my things. Is to have uh, one of our annual meetings over in Italy, dude. Oh, that'd be very somehow. cool. Like that's like written down, you know. Yeah. Like as like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. And so for me, it's just like once I write something down, like it just it be, it becomes law, bro. Like and like that's one thing that really changed my life, I think, in business, man. Um, and really just an organization, my life because I'm like super unorganized. Okay. And people don't understand that because they look at my business, they look at the way I do things, the system, process, and like, oh, wow, well, you're really organized. I'm like, no. I have to do these things because I'm not organized. Yeah. And so for me, it became a necessity, um, like for me to run a business, I have my own bad organization skills.
1: And so, I don't know, it, does that make me organized now? I, I think know. that... Um, I, I that, confuse myself. There. Well, I think that what I've done over the years is uh, whatever that flaw is, I tend to hire it. Yeah. And then what I'll do quite often is I'll just allow myself to fail through the understanding and then I can acquire the skill as well.
0: Yeah, I may be wrong. I think I was reading it. It may have been like in like, Taylor Welch's book you know him from Trafficking Funnels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was saying something, maybe it was that or maybe it was somebody else sent me an article, I could be wrong here, but basically I, I read this, this was like when I got back into running an agency again, right, yeah Which we kind of like, we're still on the way there, but uh, long story, uh, it said something to the effect of you gotta not do. Camera, see your hand. You gotta not do the things you don't want to do to be able to do the things that you want to do. Which basically meant like, don't do the things you don't want to do. Do the things that you do want to do, and basically get other people to do that. But that's easy. Like while that sounds like awesome and amazing, it is to a degree. Like, too many times people we'll take extremes on these sayings and quotes by people, right? Thinking that applies all the time. And, like, that's, like, I really have, like, a big thing, man. Sometimes, like, I have a like comment on people's ads and stuff. Like, who does, like, take those. And don't get wrong. You should polarize people and be a little extreme on your ads. But, um, no, but it's, like, taking that extreme of saying, like, oh, the best way to do this is this. And this is the only way. So, you know, you need to do paper lead in your agency, for example. Or you need to do retain whatever, right? Um, like, those extremes, like, there's... I don't know, man. There's cases where you don't and where you shouldn't, depending on what you're doing. Um, give you another good example. Uh, when I started uh, the drone company and we started working on the cell phone towers, uh, TAS, Telcom Out Solutions, name of that company. Um, there was thought, stuff I assumed going into that business, right? That there's certain universal truths in sales and marketing that apply everywhere. I learned real quick in like commercial construction, um, especially in like the telecom industry, that, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. That relation dude. Everything in sales in that business, hundred percent relationship based. And some of those deals, man, like you can't get stuff done as quick as you want. Like, dude, there are times I got held up. Uh, we had a deal in Puerto Rico, dude, for worth like close to a million dollars. I got held up. I don't think the deal ever. Yeah, I sold the company now, but I don't think the deal ever actually went through, man. <laughs> like, I, I still think not. We went through, but like it's still waiting on red tape. And that was like, about, like three, four years ago, we signed that deal. And like stuff like that happens, right? Because I think you don't that really that's understand. I
1: think that that's a really good point. I think that relationships are different in different businesses, right. In a sense,
0: and even that one, like we, uh, like even though we knew the person, uh, guy at AT and T to get on their uh, drone program, dude. We had to get like insurances for like you know war zone coverage and stuff like that, like you know international. What was the
1: movie that just came out? Uh, it was called Warlords. It was a little while back, and there were they War Dogs. War Dogs. They were dogs. they were running the they were running the guns yeah. right. <laughs> and as they're running those guns, they get caught. I just watch it again. Like, I just watched it right like two months ago, and was like, oh, it was so good. <laughs> and I'm like, this is actually probably one of my favorite movies in in the, I don't want to say favorite of all time. Braveheart. So, but ultimately, but ultimately, if you think about it, it's like, that movie was a great, great layout of like, it it was, it was a layout of people that took risk and they found like stuff on the internet. I mean, it's just the same thing. They found like, they found these little hub areas of the internet. They said, these files we can call on and we could deliver on these. And then, not to throw the movie out, but basically they ran into an issue. And it was the it was the one guy they didn't pay that caught him busted at the end. Dude, that one. The dude, one That one guy. Dude. And, like, and that it was, was like 40 grand, wasn't it? Uh, it, was, it I, was, I
0: think they owed him like, think, like 100 grand what, or it was whatever. It was, was so it was crazy. 200, or 200
1: grand or something. Yeah, yeah, it, so it was. Stupid and they run. had to take the... Right, to but that's take where it goes. You
0: take care of people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to take care of people. Yeah, and I see this too. Like, people like, all right, I am like a not I probably shouldn't say that word right now going yeah, on, but yeah, yeah. when it comes to yeah, like exactly. pay, make sure we're paying employees on time and stuff like that make sure you know vendors like everybody right like dude make sure you take care of your shit because like come and bite you man like you know they're saying pay now or pay later you know comply with a lot of things in life yeah I think, it, I think pay interest I won't I think that there's a lot of stuff now and I, and I think it's a lot of times it's the dumb stuff man because it no, they, they always saying the doubles gamer. in the details. It doubles in the details, and that's the stuff they don't teach you, man. It's like, all right, I used to do. I had a phone repair yeah. uh, mobile business. We'd go out and repair sure. phones, iPads, yeah, right. And so, oh, I used to, we were talking about like going out and doing mm-hmm. stuff, right? That's how I started that business. Sure, I did the online stuff, but dude, I'd go to coffee shop, bars, all, business places, just walk in, like offer to fix people's phones, dude. I have flyers. I'd leave there. I, like, dude, just make another business boot. You want to go make money? Go make five hundred bucks a day. Go do that, mm-hmm. like there's just so much ideas out there but that's why you gotta be focused man
1: yeah <laughs> I, and I think that any um, like the I, I I think every person that's watching this that is an entrepreneur or a business owner they I think that what you just witnessed was like a conversation about the evolution of how the internet kind of started but also the the, the chaos that I think is that goes on on in the internet where it's like there there's new platforms there's new things but man, I, it's scary man like that's that's a big reason
0: i think a lot of people don't want to like post videos and do stuff online because like look at everything i just said in the, you know here yeah right? i post that stuff later right could be i don't know whatever man some troll later you know like gonna hate on it somebody's gonna say something somebody's gonna call me fat whatever like you know f them right <laughs>
1: um but i'm uh, trying really hard man like keep things clean here but, uh, <laughs> well i think I, I think that you know you I mean you you've brought that up and I think that that's you know I don't think those type of things I think the first thing is do you are you going out to meet people right. intentionally and then I think like as an entrepreneur it's like if you ain't doing that person dude yeah do it somehow So like, mm-hmm. even like when we book
0: appointments for somebody right I'm going to do this for every client they wouldn't be <laughs> it will be expensive they will not be able to afford it um everybody but like in my businesses dude like when we book an appointment we send a video even if we don't, if we're just doing a lead gen, right? Lee comes in, mm-hmm. dude, we call him twice yeah. right away, right? Mm-hmm. We do the double tap. Gotta do if you're not doing double tap and you're doing lead gen, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, there's just no excuse for it, yeah. not doing a double tap. Uh, Anytime you're doing a sales call, always double tap. Somebody doesn't answer the phone an appointment, call them back. Yeah. Try it in real life. Guarantee you to.
1: Like, yeah, do, do well, it. I think that no matter what, so I said for a really long time, and um, I've called it the Limitless Program. I had a couple different ways that I've called the program, but um, ultimately, uh, I started recognizing that there was going to be a transition quickly that skill sets turn into the, the time of many years was always be closing and salesman was the salesman and their ability to go in and actually close somebody.
0: And that's the danger now too, man, depending on what you're trying to do. It's like... You're, you know, like those, like, like, those funny bicycles that have, like, a million musical instruments yeah. on it? Like, that's what it is now, what you can do. Like, well, I think You can be that, one person...
1: Yeah, you, you can, can multiply yourself. Right.
0: And But with the software and everything, right, mm-hmm. dude? Like, you can be one person. And, and one person, dude, by yourself, like, you can make fifty, hundred grand a year. I mean, not a year, a month, dude, mm-hmm. in the agency business. I have a buddy, uh, been, a. Uh, you know, he started from nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, well, practically homeless when he got, started running Facebook ads. He was in, uh, Dan Henry's program, um and like this a few years ago dude practically homeless you know had a baby another baby on the way wife dude, yeah. the whole situation man and uh, within like six months of applying himself dude got to like five, ten 10 grand a month um, now dude I think he's doing like let's not check like 60-75 thousand a month and I don't think I still don't think he has anybody like directly. Well, I think for that him, I think that ads
1: yeah, I think that what that level. you're saying is basically there's a lot of hubs that are happening where people are actually making uh, real money in business. Like they're they're yeah, they're absolutely. they're making like real money, not like hey, I went down and I started this shop and I built it to three uh, mechanic shops. And I think that one thing that is it's, leg- legit- it's
0: legitimate business. That's people, like, i getting.
1: considered online business was just mm-hmm. like.
0: You know, people I like thought you're crazy, but now it's like the, it's like I said, it's the cool thing well, to do. You, but if you think and about it, you go a the
1: danger of it, it's the cool thing to do because it's yeah. not meant for
0: everybody. This stuff, man. mechanic.
1: If you go back and you look at like someone that created a mechanic shop, there was like so much pride. It's a real business. Well, in and, reality, they and I've owned brick and mortar businesses now, you
0: know, I've bought and sold them. And like, dude, like it, 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 it is different, man. When you have that brick and mortar business, man, when you walk in, like you know like you restored the place and you know like you put up some paint or did some caulking because no matter how much money you like you're always going to want to like i don't know like do those little things man especially when it's like your first location and stuff you know maybe if you have like 10 like after the first view like you don't want to do all that crap but so anyways man but like you know it's like your gem man because like it's like this physical thing where you can it's it's easy to show people yeah, i think cameras so many times though like with the digital like. Where people struggle with it it's like because it's like they have a hard time explaining what they do, even me man I've done so much stuff and like you know in my life and like with the you know different businesses what I'm doing right now, like you know sometimes it gets hard and you know depending on like depending on who I'm talking to, I do something different right like if it's just like you know some like random you know on the streets, like you know I'm just you know I'm a business owner like I just
1: you know help you know helping other businesses that's what I do help people make money. I just keep it simple. I, I think that, yeah, and I think that um, these businesses are, are legitimate. I mean, obviously, it has been going on for a long time, but we went through the whole timeline of how this went down. And I think it was like, if you think about having, and a mechanic shop's amazing, but it was anchored off of somebody creating a car. Yeah. So could you imagine somebody saying, I'm going to have a mechanic shop, and they're like, why would you do that? It would make no sense. Right. And they're like, why would you go? And I think that the, the what we just shared here today And it was—it's—it's been a wild little whirlwind. But really, it was like we anchored when we started, just like holy smokes, that was what it started with. And this underground way of people finding their ways to real businesses is, I think, a great story of what you shared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just even now, like you know, they're starting to get bigger agencies. You know, you're starting to have some bigger brick and mortar ones. Um, I mean, they just. You know, and then people are taking that money. They're getting in, you know, investing into other stuff. And it's it's kind of exciting, like you know, where it's going to go. Um, you know, the whole agency world, like, cause there's like a lot of you know, like plays that can happen here. Um, you know, me personally, you know, like, you know, I think there's an opportunity for somebody one day. You know, I've thought about it, but I don't know, man. I got so much stuff on my plate, and you know, where I want to go right now. But like, I think right now, man, somebody can make a killing, dude. If they, you know, like, I know some people have tried but like you know start like an agency like a local agency like franchise type thing mm-hmm. like doing what we're doing but like actually having like a brick and mortar location you know like in like you know maybe like i don't know like more towards like you know different suburbs of you know metro areas um but have like a brick and mortar location where like solopreneurs small business owners you know like the local martial arts you know owner or the local caterer or whatever can you come in and actually sit
1: down and talk to somebody who can actually help them and I think it it'll be interesting how that lays out because that'll all come down to time and right. I think that like what we're learning is that it'll, it'll be an interesting that plays out on you know, on how businesses handle this because you you're gonna get
0: let's That's say where, you do
1: four zoom calls and then someone's like hey I want to come in and they come in and you're like this is gonna be a three hour like right. conversation
0: but you know the crazy part of this you know, pandemic and everything show me because um, you know, one of our big things. You know, it, it's all dealing like a lot of our money for our businesses comes in through brick and mortar businesses. Mm. Um, a lot of you know gyms, med spas, you know stuff like that, right? And so when Corona hit, man, shoot, that's when I had just a, you know, became a you know partners in a gym like probably like a month or two, mm-hmm. probably not even that one, probably a month before Corona hit, man. And uh, you know, like when Corona hit, we really had like you know problem solve here, right? And so for me, I don't know. You know, if you've ever read um, Grant Cardone's book, um, if you're not first, you're last. Have you Mm -hmm. read that one? Mm -hmm. Well, in there, right, one of the major themes is you know how he's talking about you know 2008, how he made all of his money by going all in, while everybody was contracting, right? And so like ever since I read that book, I've been like, man, like I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this moment. And so. Like, not that, obviously, i like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a shame everything going on. Like, sure, no matter sure. what side, no matter what you believe in whatever, like, I don't want to get into, you know. There's opportunity the in everything. Right. But there's opportunity, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, long story short, when this happened, man, dude, we, in the period of the, when that happened, you know, like, one of the things I did for all my clients, I told them, hey, whatever you do right now, do not. Do not mm-hmm. stop charging your subscriptions to your clients. Mm-hmm. Do not cancel their membership. Do not pause them. They're like, well, what are we gonna do? Well, tell them, hey, we're gonna give you another month, you know, credit, you know, after this thing, whatever. Right, so that's what we did. We give them a credit, you know, a t-shirt, and then we let them know, like, hey, like if you know, we sent, we sent them an email, we called them, We left voicemails, text, we posted on social, all the channels. You know, we did everything we possibly can to notify people that we're not canceling subscriptions, right, and so what we wrote them was like basically, hey, like, you know, if you need to cancel, go ahead, we understand, right? Um, but if you don't, then you're gonna get like these bonus perks and stuff like that, and if everybody cancels, if we just cancel everybody's business membership, we're just gonna go out of business. So we just like, you know, had that hard to heart conversation with them, you know, and so, basically that and a lot of people were appreciative of the calls and stuff and so we were able to retain like i think like 70 80 percent of our memberships throughout like the those first few mm-hmm. months or whatever until we could open up again and then uh man through the middle of this you know like i so i had my own gym you know i was working with and then how had all my clients and so all the clients i worked with that like did the stuff we asked them to and this is stuff i was testing in my own gym um man like dude we we made it like crazy man we uh uh, the client that I'm talking about, the gym that I started working with, they were a client of mine for, you know, I don't know, like I think like six months before we started becoming a business partner. And so that we went from like 5K to like 20K before Corona, right? And as soon as Corona hit, you know, like we, I think we were, we were projecting 30K for that month. Uh, once I take o- took over ownership. And so we went back down, you know, to like, because, you know, I think our MRR and stuff, you know, wasn't in there too. So our MRR actually, you know, ended up, you know dropping down to like 10,000 or something, um, and so basically, you know, we uh, you had to make some money, so I ended up launching a Kickstarter, and uh, you know, that like ended up bombing, dude. <laughs> like I paid this consultant like all this money to help us out with it, and um, so what I ended up doing was instead of like selling the Kickstarter online, well, we were able to reopen, so I started sell- selling all the memberships through the Kickstarter because we, we we generated like 10,000 through it, you know, on the launch day. But you know, like my goal was generating like, you know, a lot more money with the online platform we were building. So, problem happened, right? <laughs> so Kickstarter okay. wasn't going to happen where we thought. And our minimum goal was twenty-five thousand. So started running all the memberships. We started selling at the gym. Um, I hired two sales guys, trained them up. We started spending like I spent like three thousand dollars a month on uh, Facebook ads, and uh, dude, within I think like two months
1: of reopening. We're at like $50,000 a month in revenue, dude. To regenerate. Yeah, I think that that, that you're seeing yeah. a lot of these businesses transform during the um, uh-huh. pandemic.
0: And sorry to interrupt, but the reason why I bring that up is the whole brick and mortar thing, right? And I think a part of the reason why that, because I have other clients too that weren't necessarily advertising as much that were still growing a lot. Uh, and other gyms I knew that weren't advertising at all that were still you know even growing more than before because people were missing that you know doing stuff in real life because even though you can go do gym workouts whatever like you know it doesn't replace that in person and so full circle here like that's why that human element is so important that's why like i really you know preach on that Mm -hmm. um because like all like that's what separates us from our competition that's why we're taking people left and right you have mentors that we work with that we're taking we're taking business away from them and they you know they don't care whatever they're like, hey you're doing a better job so whatever like that's on us. But we're able to provide more, you know, we're able to provide that human connection for our clients, right? And we're all able to do this cheaper than they can ever hire somebody to do it for. Mm-hmm. And then and we're not the cheapest, but you know, like dude, you know, if I wanted to like do we could like undercut everybody. But that's not because you want to be the cheapest, but it's because number one, we have the back end to support it. I could take a loss on it if I wanted to. And then number two, you know, uh, our labor costs you know, are low. We outsource a lot you know, overseas now, which is, like, huge if you run an agency, man. It just allows you to just be so much more competitive because, um, like, even if you can, like, charge more, you know, I've noticed if you're working in a niche, like, there's certain industry standards, man. And if you're charging more than certain things, like, your retention is going to go down. And like, there's only so much that you're gonna be able to provide those people results in a certain time, unless you're like working with like a bigger franchise and stuff, which those have its ups and downs too, man. <laughs> um, which yeah, be make sure you get your paperwork done right if you work with a franchise. Make sure uh, you you know either know what you're doing with contract law or have an attorney do that stuff because you know they might be just trying to steal what you're doing because a lot of them have their own internal marketing and agency departments and stuff trying to do things and they always suck. Don't get me wrong. For I don't know. Is that a funny man? How the franchise usually suck with their own marketing for their own locations?
1: Um, I don't do a lot of franchise stuff. Um, just in, in, in multi location. I don't do a lot of it right now. Um, but I think that I think that the the whole core of all of it, and even, even everything that you go through is just like the transformation of you started in some small little <laughs> job post, right? And then he basically evolved into now running and having acquisitions, running different businesses. So, mm-hmm. dude, okay, this I, is. I went there, yeah, dude. I was looking at my first website I
0: built like a few weeks ago, man. Going through some old email accounts mm-hmm. and, and just like, man, like I suck, dude. And, like my old graphic stuff. And, and that's the thing, like, I don't know, like you got to enjoy what you do at the end of the day. Um, you know, I kind of took the path of being the jack-of-all-trades, you know, I've, like, learned a lot about a lot of different stuff, and so it's helping me now, but it also, like, took me a decade to even start getting to the point of showing some success in life, you know, but once you get the, like, don't be in a rush to, like, you know, just get rich overnight and shit. I mean, I know it's cool and everything, but, like, you know, expect that you're going to go through these problems and understand that like it's when you have that pressure and those problems that's when you really push yourself
1: to do things you never thought that you could well that's the one way to end it man yeah. So <laughs> how, how how can people so connect you with it. you man this is uh the first day we had it what's what's uh what's a way that maybe they yeah
0: i mean you? usually man just you know look me up on facebook right. uh, salvatore Stefano.
1: salvatore um, stefano we'll here. put it on the screen yeah. and make sure we get it's it on there usually the
0: easiest way uh, you know, you could, you know, just email me um my personal email at giovanni.stefano at gmail.com. Okay. And uh yeah, yeah so there's you know two quickest ways. Uh you know, you could call me, but uh, you know, say wanna throw that number on <laughs> <laughs> Well
1: Sal is a great guy and um I was pumped to have you here on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it was really cool. We I hadn't had this, i had a vision of basically uh doing this podcast, right? So I was going to, the way that this whole thing sets up is I always had this vision of getting a place and living at the beach and then uh, being able to take this and have an office and then turn this. So it wasn't exactly. fully all the way ready. I got this like, we're going to swap me go here, here selling t-shirts. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I appreciate uh, you coming out here and doing this with me. And uh, yeah, man. thanks again, brother. It's going to be fun. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Jason Starbuck here. All See all right. ya. See ya. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.